This program is brought to you by Kiama Leagues Club, the modern, friendly heart of Kiama. Welcome to Around the Arena's Kiama Community Radio Sports Program, where you can really hear what's happening in sport across the region. I have great admiration for those who play sport professionally. The hours spent developing a particular skill to achieve the level of professionalism are at times immeasurable. The road travelled by professional sportsmen and women is very narrow and very steep as they drive themselves to be the best they can be in their chosen sport. According to experts, golf is one of the most mentally challenging sports in the world. Being able to have the mental endurance to stay calm and focused under pressure is one of the greatest skills a golfer can have. Learning how to control your mindset on the course will take your performance to a new level. A young professional that I admire is Darcy Boyd, a professional golfer who plies his trade out of the Kaima Golf Club. In his career thus far, Darcy has experienced the highs and lows of his particular sport. This week, I thought I'd catch up with Darcy and find out exactly how he's travelling as he chases his dream of competing as a professional on golf tours around the world. The audio in this interview has some challenges, but the story is well worth listening to. So this morning I'm here at the Kiama Golf Club. I'm with the young touring professional, I can call him now, because he's actually got touring status, Darcy Boyd. We've talked to Darcy a couple of times over the last couple of years. He's had some highs. He's been number one Australian amateur. And I just found out that he graduated as the number one trainee professional this year. He's out on tour now, and so I thought I'd catch up with him and see how he's been travelling. So, welcome, Darcy, again to Kaima Community Radio. Thanks for having us, Glenn. So, mate, the last time we spoke, you were coming off a pretty serious wrist injury. So, tell us about that. You're over that now by the look of you, and you're out on tour. Yeah, for sure. So, I had a bit of an injury with my left wrist midway through 2021, and it sort of carried through 2022, but... I'm back out there now and playing some good golf again. So you've had to work hard to come back from that, so I guess some physio and plenty of practice? Yeah, for sure. It's definitely been tough. Yeah, starting to see the fruits of some hard work and getting back to where I was, so it's good to be there. So it sounds glamorous out on tour, but in the back play, it must be a difficult sort of life. You've got to work, you've got to travel, and uh, you've got to practice. So tell us about how you manage all that. Yeah, it's been busy, certainly of late. Just as you said, um, just finished my traineeship, which is like a golf apprenticeship. Um, so, yeah, juggling that. So your studies, golf, practice, coaching and work, as well as trying to travel to events to get that status and, and win those those points. It's been tough, but um, as I said, starting to see some fruits of that hard work. And now that I've finished the traineeship and graduated as number one, I've got a lot of opportunities over the next 12 months ahead of me, so keen for them. That's a fabulous effort to be number one as the trainer, Australian trainee, mm-hmm. number one. Yep. So what does that do for you? It allows me to play on the PGA Tour of Australasia for the 2023-2024 season, which will kick off in May this year. So yeah, pretty much majority of the events I'll get into, I mean, I'll fill that out with a fair few pro-ams in between. The only ones I probably aren't guaranteed status for is the Australian Open and the Australian PGA, but uh, I might go to Q School as I'm exempt into final stage now as well, so see if I can 
improve that status a little bit and get a full sh- schedule. That's a fabulous, fabulous achievement. Yeah, Did, thank you. you. You're walking a, lot, a path that not many young pros had, had actually get to that stage that quickly. So congratulations on that. Yeah, thank you very much. So last weekend, I didn't see you on the telly. I was looking, but uh, you played uh, the TPS tournament up there at Bonnie Doon. Yep. Made the cut. That's yep. a big thing to do in itself. Yeah, I was pretty happy to make the cut. Obviously, um, I'm still working full-time at the moment, so preparation wasn't fantastic relative to the guys who were playing full-time. But um, had a bit of a disastrous finish in round one to shoot even par, but backed it up with a six under 65 in the second round, which made me, oh, helped me to make the cut quite easily. And then played well over the weekend, but, yeah, probably just a fatigue from... A long three or four months. Um, dropped a few shots, but plenty of positives. I had over 20 birdies and an eagle, so this, it, the game's close, but yeah, see how we go this week up in the Hunter Valley. Congratulations on that. So this weekend you're heading up to Cypress Lakes. There's another tournament up there, but you've got to work all week, then jump in a car, travel <laughs> overnight, or not overnight, but probably at night, yep. to, to get to your next tournament. So you're up at the Hunter Valley. Tell us, tell us what you're thinking there. Yeah, I've played the course before. Obviously, again, ideal not the ideal preparation, but expectations are low where the game's probably trending in the right direction. So it worked last week. <clears throat> I was probably in a position to to uh, threaten the lead at, at some point, but just made too many mistakes. But, yeah, try and flow off the back of that this week, make some more birdies and see how we go. So talk about golf being the harder individual sport. Skill is one thing. But application of the mental side of golf is a, is really another one. How do you go with all of that? I mean, the skill level is one thing, and you're pretty darn skilled. What about the mental side of things? Yeah, it's definitely what separates the good from the great. Um, people who make a living out of playing this sport have to be mentally tough, that's for sure. Um, you see a lot of great players who, who don't quite make it, and you'll see like beautiful golf swings and <clears throat> just don't don't put it together on the golf course due to the mental aspect and then you see guys who look like your average Saturday golfer but make a lot of money playing the sport because they're just so good at that mental aspect and being able to perform when it counts so it is a big one and I feel like I do a good good enough job but can always be improved. Okay well best of luck this weekend we'll be watching it's on the telly again I believe it is so uh, hoping to see you there Sunday afternoon when it kicks off, uh, not one of the early players on Sunday. <laughs> Best wishes. I know it's a bit of a tough course, but uh, you guys make it look pretty easy. So good luck this week. Thank you very much. Cheers. Kiama Community Radio. KCR.org.au. In other sports news, in surf club news, the Kiama Surf Club Lifesavers, Ellie Panowitz, Catherine McKeever and Anna McGlynn recently were part of a team of surf boat rowers who raised funds for Red Nose Australia, an organisation which funds research and offers support to people affected by the death of a baby or child from miscarriage or SIDS. So, how did they raise funds, I hear you ask? Well, they rode a surf boat across Bass Strait. Certainly a feat not for the faint-hearted. Affected by seasickness and sleeping on beaches during the crossing, the ladies completed what they set out to achieve. The Kaima Bugle published some photos of the ladies' blistered hands. I know a little bit about surfboats, and I can bet hands were not the only body parts affected by blisters. A terrific effort, ladies. Congratulations, and well done. 
In local cricket results, Kyma First Grade seemed to have hit a bit of a bump in the road as they went down to the rail. Kyma all out for 129 in 47 overs. The rail responded with three for 130 in 22 overs. In second grade, Jerringong were far too good for the rail. The Jets 8 for 232 and the rail all out for 176. Jamboree struggled against Shell Harbour while the Cavs outplayed the Cookers. At the Kaima Sevens over the weekend where it was reported a crowd of over 3,000 attended, the Western Sydney Two Blues were crowned champions whilst Shoalhaven took out the bowl final and in front of a very parochial and boisterous crowd, Kaima 19 defeated Lakes 7 to win the Men's Country Cup. In the New South Wales Women Country Cup, Albury Steamers 12 defeated Braidwood Nil. Again, another successful weekend for the Kaima Sevens. Well done to Mark Bryant and his team on organising a magnificent tournament. And finally, with the NRL competition kicking off this coming weekend, a date for your diaries. The Kaima Knights are hosting the current NRL Premiers, the Penrith Panthers, from the 13th to the 16th of March. Stick that in your diary. I'll give you more information closer to the date, but make sure you get along to watch the current Premiers training at the Kaima Showground on those dates. That's all I have time for this week, but if you'd like your sport to be part of the program, contact me at kcradiocontent.com at gmail.com. I'm Glenn Shepherd, and I hope to see you around one of our sporting arenas. This program is brought to you by Kiama Leagues Club, the modern, friendly heart of Kiama.